0: In each episode, you'll hear a real person sharing their story of loss and the insights they have gained that help them on their journey with grief. At Grief Stories, we're helping grief make sense one story at a time. Today's guest is Arlene, who's experienced multiple significant losses over a span of nine years and is learning to cope with her grief. Welcome to the Grief Stories podcast, Arlene. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Maureen. How are you? I'm well, thank you. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thanks for we, having me. I'm really delighted. Good. That's good. It's always nice to be able to have a space to talk about grief and some of the things around it. I think um, it can be a subject that can be hard to find space for. So we're hoping that the podcast allows space for guests as well as for um, listeners to just be thinking about what's happening and what's real for them. Um, I would like to invite you to tell your story of loss uh, for the audience today.
1: Oh, sure. Um, so, over the last nine years, we've had a number of very significant losses in our family, with both, both the death of my mom and dad, um, my husband's godmother, um, uh, along with his sister and his nephew. Um, so his sister that passed, her son passed as well, two years after she did. Um, we've also lost uh, close friends in our immediate circle. Um, it's been a lot of loss in a very relatively short period of time. Um, and uh, sometimes it feels like a lot when I say it like that. <laughs> right. and other Sometimes it's just figured out a way to keep moving forward.
0: Yeah. It's uh, when you pause to really list off the losses you've experienced um, it, it feels like um, a, a steeper journey than when you're just moving through it and doing what you need to every day
1: yeah it's uh, it, it, it's actually still when I was just listing it for you I could still feel my throat tightening a little bit going my goodness it's <laughs> been nine years and so many losses and uh, um, while it's been you know difficult for us to lose for me to lose my parents um, and to lose all of those relatives, my sister-in-law, nephew, um, got, my husband's godmother, who was, was just very, we were very, very close to. Um, it, it's been, um, you think, I guess I think that I mean, you passed through it fairly um, I don't know, somehow feeling like you're going to be okay all the time. And then mm-hmm. when you stop and think about it, you think, oh, look at that cumulative effect of all those losses. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, And it really does have a cumulative effect because each loss layers onto the experience of the, the last loss or the losses before it. And when you have a new loss, I think people often find that um, some of the old uh, pain of the previous losses kind of revisits us when there's another loss.
1: They do particularly sort of how we've experienced it losing my parents. They were elderly and I stayed at my, my dad's bedside for his, uh, through his act of dying. Uh, my mom, I was informed that she had passed. We were not able to see her. They were both in the same long-term care home. They died four years apart mm. uh, my mom died first. And, uh, Unfortunately, they were in lockdown when my mom died, so we weren't able to see her before she died. Mm-hmm. Um, I still to this day believe she gave up because she thought we had given up, but we couldn't see her. Mm-hmm. And then with my dad, I was at his side for every, every, all seven days that he was actively dying. And so that was difficult. Um, and uh, when our, well, my husband's sister passed away, we knew that she was passing uh, in time, because she was uh, uh, dealing with uh, metastatic breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I but when her son died two years after, that was, that's just completely something we couldn't process. You know, the mm-hmm. rest you were expect, you were ready for in certain ways. You didn't, you didn't necessarily welcome it. Though I did in the case of my father, I and my mother because they were both suffering. We were very sure that it was time for them to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so
1: you know we we. We felt that, that was it was it was good in their case for them to pass and not be in pain anymore, and even with my sister-in-law because of what she was going through, but to lose a very healthy child at twenty-seven was mm-hmm. not ever prepared for.
0: No, and so you have a real contrast between those deaths that you were prepared for, that you knew were coming because of the circumstances mm-hmm. and health issues, and that sudden, unexpected. Um, shocking loss of a young person who appeared otherwise healthy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that also means that you, you're you carrying different types of grief, not just because of the different relationships, but because of the different types of losses. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: It's been a, it's been a lot layered on one after the other. What have you okay. found? What have you found to be some of the the biggest challenges that you've faced in grieving with these layers of loss? Um,
1: I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to uh, help our our daughter through it. Uh, So that's difficult when you have a child who's who's experienced so much loss already in such Mm. a young age. Mm -hmm. Um, Teenagers are hard enough. That doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's difficult. Um, I think the other challenge was learning that, the space that people held in their family dynamics, how fundamentally they can shift um, because those people were no longer there. I had no conception of what would be, what the afterlife for us would be without those people in our lives. Um, So we've seen things slip um, and we've seen things strengthen in different ways. Um, So there's the, the relationships move whether it's friendships or family, they move considerably and I don't think you can, you can't actually, at least I couldn't actually calculate uh, what was going to happen in terms of those relationships. Moving forward. So those have been significant challenges. The other challenge too was um, uh, having to help support our family through the grieving process, particularly my, my husband and um, that side of the family. Uh, when his sister died and his nephew died, back to back, you know, 20, uh, 26 months apart, um, I had to be um, the person who had to be the gatekeeper at the hospital. So that was a tough role for how many people could come to the hospital to be here and trying to help make sure everybody felt that there was. You know, they could come, but also recognizing that the family had very specific needs as well, that they were trying to cope with, and then um, having to call people to let them know that she had passed, I mean those, those phone calls, and then when our nephew passed, having to deliver that message to people again, the so same group of people, and I had to, I always have to call people after that, so since those two deaths have passed, when I call people, I have to remind them that I'm not calling to yet deliver more of that I'm just calling to check in and see how people are doing. Mm-hmm. So those have been some of my challenges.
0: Yeah, and they're big challenges. You know, you know, I hear three real significant challenges in there. The first one being the. Ability to help your child through so much loss when you're also struggling yourself to make sense of it and, and find your own way through and trying to make sure that she'll be okay because it's a bit of a delicate time anyways as a, a teenager mm-hmm. trying to figure life out and then having a lot of, of death layered into that. And then the second thing that I really hear is that, that shifting of relationships um, that happens when someone is absent by death. Um, and as people who are left behind reconfigure it changes in ways you couldn't have predicted and that that was a second piece of the challenges that I really heard you identify mm-hmm. and then the third piece was that idea that you know, in part because of your role supporting the family when your sister in law and nephew passed away that um you became associated for some people with bad news and so trying to support the family leaves you left with this legacy of um you know people have this concern when you call and you have to sort of smooth that anxiety out before you can get to saying how are you yeah Yeah, yeah so i mean those are those are really Um, each of those is kind of its own big challenge but they're also woven together because they're all relationship challenges right so yeah yeah. what what would you say has been important and what has helped you healing as you go through these grieving processes and I recognize when I say the word healing I just want to acknowledge that by that I don't mean that it's linear right that you've been on a straight healing path and you know from the first loss it's a it's a a bumpy road, that that road of healing. But what are the things that have sort of helped you with uh, feeling like you're able to cope?
1: Um, so I think one of the things is trying to adapt to the new normal
0: as best as you can,
1: um, because uh, failure is not an option. Basically, right? <laughs> to point uh-huh. use that word, uh-huh. it's really not an option. Um, I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about that's what that person would want. It's just what do we need to do, um, mm-hmm. you know? So you don't have to do it because well, that's what your father would want you to do. That's what your mother would want you to do. It's mm-hmm. you just you've got to keep doing stuff, right? So if yeah. you keep moving, I'm also as a like a person who goes through, oh, going through all of those deaths, I am very uh, focused on task. So what needs to get done? Like, do we have to call people and let them know that? Um, Um, you know, someone has passed and what the arrangements are and and walk everybody through that. Make 15, 20 phone calls and walk everybody through what's coming up next and how you support them and blah, 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 right? Um, Mm -hmm. I found uh, what I've I've learned is that, you know, I'm I'm a pretty strong person, but um, there are times when it's just, it's it's a lot. Um, So you kind of have to take a a, a deep breath and um, do whatever you need to do to, you know, not let it overwhelm me. Um, staying focused on trying to help um, our our daughter and uh, our nephew. That passed, he had two two brothers, so trying to help them through it has been um, helpful because it keeps gives you something else to focus. Because you're focused on the present and the living, mm-hmm. um, and those in need of support. Um, and also we've gained new relationships through um, through all of this loss as well, and trying to um, be mindful and, uh, and appreciative of those. So in the case of my nephew that passed, um, he had met the woman he loved and he wanted to spend the rest of his life with. Well, he did get to spend the rest of his life with her but that was a short nine months from the time they met so he passed. Um, hmm. And um, they were very, very much in love and were very much on their way to starting their new life together and uh, and he passed before we even had a chance to meet her mm-hmm. and we met her on the day that he was bringing her home to introduce her to us she flew home because we were living in the movement at the time she flew home here to our home in Ontario and uh, on the flight that she would have taken with him to come mm-hmm. to his family for the first time which was extremely hard thing for her to do Um, Mm -hmm. she had the the support of her loving family and best friend, so that was very very helpful for her Um, and it took great courage for her to do all of that but you know we got to meet this incredible young woman um, and share some time with her under the worst of circumstances and then after a year after he had passed we took a trip out to visit with her and her family outside of the realm of grief that she came to see us and, and we got to know them a little bit better and forged a familial bond that really is it was, it was really odd when you think about it because we're not <laughs> actually connected in any way but I feel like we're now part of each other's chosen family and that's really <sighs> just such a wonderful gift to all of us
0: yeah and what a legacy of love in, in the wake yeah. of his loss right? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it's tough it's hard because yeah. we all know
1: that the reality of what's happened, yep. but, um, we have such a strong bond with us and such yeah. a strong relationship and so much caring, uh, Yeah, that was the gift that he left us. Mm-hmm.
0: So it sounds to me like the, you know, one of the ways that you have worked to adapt has really been centered on, uh, love and that, A lot of that comes through in taking care of practical tasks, that a focus on tasks is actually a way of delivering love to the people who are surviving. Um, And offering that practical help, being present and um, connecting is a really important part of what's helped you carry on and cope with the loss is being able to do those things for others to find what needs to be done, to do it, to, to show up, um, and be present. And then it's, it's blossomed into this relationship with a person that you're only connected initially through loss and now through choice and, and caring. Right.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I think my
1: husband's always characterized me as, um, showing love through acts of things that I do. Um, it's not, buying stuff and lavishing things like that, but it's, uh, you know, he says, um, every every meal you cook is a gift of love. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you love to share it, so.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. And that sort of, that way of coping is really important to acknowledge because it, sometimes people forget that there's more than one way to cope with grief. And so, you know, they people sometimes think that that kind of task focus means that you're not grieving. You know, your ability to move through the steps of what needs to be done, so people mistake that and think that people are not grieving, um, when really it's just a different style of, of being with grief, you know.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that our, um, throughout our various tasks, uh, We've just found different ways to cope, but it's always been about moving forward. It's not about moving backwards or staying where, staying in that place of, um, you know, galvanizing grief when you first find out that someone's died. And I think most people figure out, they find their own way to get, get travel that path.
0: Yeah, to make, to, to accept the reality of what is and to find yeah. a way forward. And yeah. uh, and and you've had to you've had to accept several realities that have shifted under your feet in the last nine years, um, and important ones too. All of those relationships are are close relationships that um, have such an impact on your day to day life, your week to week life. Mm-hmm. There are many people who don't experience. Um, you know nearly that many significant losses in a row or or in that span of time and and uh so there are certainly different challenges when you've got that kind of uh a list or those kind of layers that that come because the the waves i imagine that you must sometimes feel like the waves you're not sure who you're grieving perhaps even sometimes when the wave of grief comes
1: yeah it's uh it's not always clear. It's just, you know, say earlier, there are layers of it. But um, I think the loss that is hardest for me is the loss of my dad. I was close to my, my mom, but I was very close to my dad. And mm-hmm. so that, that's been the hardest loss for me. That still is the one that just ugh, messes me up. Um, and then the loss, the, the loss of my mom as well, because she was an amazingly strong woman. Um, and uh, just she inspired a lot of uh, things in my life. I remember when my daughter was born, uh, when we when she came into the world, my mom was in the room with, uh, with our daughter and my husband and I, and she looked up at me and she says, uh, "Oh, I see why I was here this long." <laughs> uh. So you know, it like I I needed to see this child be born and, and yeah. um, see how things going it was a, just a few years after that that she passed but um she had good years with our daughter um and that's not to diminish the pain of any of the other losses but it's just um losing parents are very hard because I heard I heard the expression that when you lose both your parents you're an orphan and I thought oh never really thought about it that way <laughs> but I guess you're right um yes. but I don't I don't necessarily have all those orphan feelings, but there are ways along I can I can see how that's a that's a real uh a real emotion that people experience because as I alluded to earlier about changing relationships within a family, um the the matriarch and patriarch of a family really helps to shape and drive the behaviors of your family. And uh-huh. uh, when when they're no longer there you have to figure it out on your own. And some people decide it's not something they want to do and other people (laughs) want it. So you have to kind of navigate that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and those are, you know, losing both parents is such a powerful shift in a family dynamic. Um, uh, Just like you said, that generational shift to the next uh, level of, of uh, relationships and suddenly they're the thing the the forces that have shaped the family um are absent, and so the shaping changes quite significantly for sure yeah. Yeah. and
1: with with losing our our nephew which was which is really difficult, it brought back the pain of the loss um, of, of my husband's best friend uh he was uh. to be the best man at our wedding, and he died the year before we got married uh. and, um, and and we were in our 20s at the time, so the same age that our nephews were when they, well, one of them was when he lost his brother, you know, and we remember that pain so well, um, the, the, the loss of a peer, you know, what you feel about losing a peer, or if, if in the case of our nephews, their sibling. Um, but, but for us, my husband's best friend was like his brother. So <laughs> it was such a tremendous loss at a very young age, so, you know, and that was 20, 29 years ago. 30 years ago almost and um you don't forget that's what losing a 27 year old reminded us is that we didn't forget the pain uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: yeah you still carry it you still carry yeah. that that um that loss of so long ago and there it is right present again in the wake of mm-hmm. your nephew's loss yeah mm uh-huh. Yeah, and I think I guess that's one of the things that strikes me as you speak about the layers and the the the, the different losses um, is that um, even though they're different experiences, they're also all linked now. And so thinking about one will will be woven together with the next, and um, they might be a different color thread, but they're part of the same blanket that you're carrying. Um, and so, you know, you're taking that forward, those, all those stories and experiences, you know, you're taking forward to make the best, uh, life that you can, um, and also to leave the best legacy you can, as you go forward and carry their legacies with you. And it's
1: also to, um, try to, um, for a daughter, just, help her to, to see that loss is lost, but we're still here. Mm-hmm. And we have to keep moving forward. So we mm-hmm. have to navigate and find ways to, <clears throat> to take one foot in front of the other and do that next thing. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, loss happens, and we mm-hmm. can still find our way um, through life. Yeah, and that it's important to find our way through life. And um, to keep going.
1: Yeah, and uh, um, it's—I don't know if you ever saw the movie *Meet the Robinsons*. It's a really great uh, Disney movie, um, uh, uh, based on a book. But uh, you know, the tagline is "Keep moving forward," and we've always told her, you know, no matter what, to just keep moving forward. And it, you know, you may not always get it right, but at least you keep trying. And I think that's what we do with this situation, with dealing with grief, you don't, there is no right and wrong. You just keep trying and figure out how do you get through today. And some days are better than others. For the most part, the days, it's not this constant gnawing pain Mm -hmm. um, that you feel at the very beginning, Um, Mm -hmm. but uh, they're not always. And the special occasions become easier over time. Um, You remember and, and you just. You know, you find your own rituals that help you cope and get through and, and you carry on.
0: Uh-huh.
1: You, try not to, you try not to be too bogged down in it because it really would be quite easy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Quite easy well, especially with so the, many, right? It'd be so easy yeah. to be underneath them. And so I, I really like the tagline of keep go keep moving forward. I like that. Um, and I like that that idea that um, you are um working together right you're not alone in this you're all working together your family is focused together on moving through this um and finding a way forward mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah we, we try to support each other and it's, uh and, and it helps you know it does mm-hmm. help that we we try to keep the lines of communications open and we're always mindful of if you're not feeling well what's it related to mm-hmm. and, you know because sometimes it could be related to this or sometimes it could it, you know, many times it's not these days. It's just the very beginning. It, it felt like everything was related to this. So,
0: yeah. Well, it does in the beginning. Um, in the beginning of any loss, the grief is. Um, um, sometimes it feels like it's all we can see, uh, for a time, um, and then it becomes something we carry and a part of our story, unless all we can see. Right. And so yeah. that idea being that the way through that is different for everybody is something that your family also honors is recognizing that um, how one of you moves through might be different than how the others move through and so forth. And, and that there's no wrong way as long as you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. And that's
1: what we try to keep focus on. Is that, you know, how do we just support each other and some days really are better than others? And um, and, and that's OK. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, just being able to accept each other right where you are with everything that's happened. And, and that's a, that's such an important uh, um, way to be with one another in grief. Well, thank you. It works. Yeah. Yeah, it does work for you. And that, and and it would, I think it's so uh, valuable for people to hear that. So, thank you very much for sharing your story with us on the Grief Stories podcast today, Arlene. Thanks for, for that.
1: Thank you, Maureen, for inviting me. I really, um, it was nice to tell this story, and I hope that uh, it, it helps others to know that there's, uh,
0: there's a path forward and we don't all have to take the same path. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's one of the the focuses of our of our podcast is the opportunity to share a variety of stories to help people know that there are so many different ways, just like there are so many different loss experiences and different relationships that we have with people. And um, and so your story allows us to continue to send that message out there, and we thank you for that.
1: Thanks so much, Maureen. Have a great afternoon.
0: You too. Thank you for listening to the Grief Stories podcast. I'm your host, Maureen Pollard. Please remember that grief is universal, but every person's experience of grief is unique. While our interviews are intended to help listeners feel validation and reassurance, we know that this story might be different from your own. Please visit our website, griefstories.org for more stories of hope and healing.